Hey there, on this July 4, 2021, it's EDB here, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long, and on this, our day of independence, we celebrate the opportunity to have another Sunday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. Good morning. 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 If you are used to these moments that we spend together here, you're probably thinking to yourself right now, wait a minute, there used to, used to be this guy, used to have this, this gentleman who would come on and he would start praying for some 15 minutes and then we go on to service. You didn't hear all the, all this. You, you didn't hear me. And, and I thought about it. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more down the road here in our time together. So not trying to use my ADD up right yet. Let me stick to this point because there's a whole piece to this. And I need you to kind of focus on that and understand that this is kind of in layers And the first piece to this is the understanding of prayer. The scripture says that we do not need a mediator. It says that when Jesus died on the cross, the veil ripped. So the separation between God and man, that is the whole symbolism behind the cross. His arms being stretched wide is because Jesus stands as that centerpiece to bring God back to man and man back to God, building this bridge which eliminates the mediator. No longer do I have to go to the priest for something that I could do myself. And then, that being said, well, no, let's not move on so quickly. Because when I think about prayer, and when I'm sure you do too, you think about it from the perspective of listening to somebody, all the church people do at least. And I, I, I had to question myself. And the question that I had to ask was, <laughs> Is, is someone really listening? Are they really getting it? Or is that just the church thing to do? Can you really say you heard what that gentleman or that sister, that young lady had to say? Or were you just going through the motions? Is it possible to really hear them when we're yelling and screaming and and, and, on top of the preaching? Yes, testify. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard, right? Can't do it. And I believe the reason why you can't do it is because it is impossible to listen under those circumstances. And I'm not trying to say that corporate prayer is wrong. Corporate prayer is great when it focuses on something that centers around the corporation or the congregation. Yeah, we can work with that. But 15 minutes of a man just sitting there talking about things, 
my the wife she explained it to me she said you know it's wonderful to sit here and spend 15 minutes invading somebody else's conversation that was fascinating to me because what if we really peel back the onion, got to the allergic and do section and thought about the fact that that prayer time, that 15 minutes that you heard in these sessions, if you've been listening to this, thank you for being a part if you have. What if we were just sitting here, just listening to Booth have an open conversation with God? What did that have to do with us? We might have agreed with the subject matter. We may not have agreed with the subject matter. Tomato, tomato. But what if we looked at prayer differently? What if we looked at the situations that they talk about corporately? Yes, Donald Trump is a problem. But how do I know that you feel the same way about him that I do? Maybe you need to get something out a little bit harder than I do. Maybe you need to sit there in quiet, and we're going to do that in just a few moments. And maybe you need to have a moment to just let out your frustration. Maybe the preacher might get up and say, we bless God and we pray that justice roll forth for Donald. You may not feel that way. You may need to say, God, I wish he was dead and I hope he died. And you need to understand, God, that even though that may not necessarily come off as it needs to, I probably shouldn't feel this way. But God, this is what's bothering me. And if I don't get it out, it's going to bust me open. And that is what this moment should should take. We should allow for that time for you to discuss with your creator what you need to discuss with your creator and not have someone tell you what is important to talk to God about. But when we come to corporate settings, that, that's, that's not the time for us to have personal prayer. Okay, then what are we praying for? What, what the preacher has decided is on his mind? What the preacher has decided that needs to, to go up before the Lord? No. This is your time. This is your service. This is your meditation. This is your experience. And you know what I'm asking of you right now? I'm asking you to take a moment right now and process. Process what's going on in your head how you are feeling. Take a few moments and let everything go. Whatever is bothering you, whatever is struggling you, holding you captive, if you will. Can you take a moment right now and just let it out? Dear God, I am angry. Or dear God, I am so thankful right now that I don't know what to do. My life is just so beautiful and I just have to take a moment and appreciate. I just need to share. If I tell somebody else, they'll think that I'm just 
boasting or I'm being whatever. But if I, can I just sit here and just tell you that I'm thankful. I look at my beautiful car outside and I'm just thankful because there is no other way that I could have gotten that car. Yes, I got a job. Yes, I have money in the bank. But that thing right there, it's more than I could have dreamed of. And I realize that you gave that to me and I'm just so thankful. That's what I would like for us to take a moment to do right now if we can. Just quietly. You know, you know what I'm going to do? Because this is the podcast. This is first virtual podcast. I can do something a little bit differently. I'm going to add a nice little piece right here to help you just quietly talk to your creator. I'm going to do it right here. Right here. You ready? Just... do this corporately. Let's let's take the moment and all those things that we discussed, our frustrations, whatever, whatever we put out there. Now you go to grandma and you say, grandma, can you 
help to encourage me. Let me know that what I said to God is actually kind of give me that extra push. That's what grandma's going to do. Mama, grandmama, right about now. Most holy and all-wise Father, come this morning telling you thank you, O God, for all the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to come to you, to lay our petitions before you. We come, O God, as empty pitchers to a full fountain, because we need to be filled, God. We need you to help us this day, God. We're asking you, O Mercy Father, forgive us for all our sins. Forgive us, O God, for being, you understand, you seen, you heard everything we've done. And we ask for forgiveness this morning. And as we come this morning, God, we're telling you thank you. We thank you because you love us so much. We thank you for your mercy, your grace that has brought us this far. We thank you, O God, because you said, in all things, give me thanks. No matter whatever the situation is, you understand and you seize. And we say thank you. We love you this morning and we praise you. Help us, O oh God, to do it your way. You said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all things, all things will be added unto us. And we can trust you in all things. Merciful Father, thank you. We love you this morning. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, as we come, we ask you to hear our petition. You know what's on our hearts. You know the fears. You know the doubts. You know all things, God. And we trust in you to work out every situation. As we come this morning, God, we're asking you to help us, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. God, you told us to pray, and you made us priests of our own, that we can pray for ourselves. It's simply just coming to you, telling you what's on our hearts, that you will hear us, and you will answer our prayers. Give us that faith to trust you, Give us the knowledge to know how to do what you've told us to do. We need your wisdom and your understanding this morning. And God, as we come this morning, we're telling you thank you. Because you are the answer to every man's quest. You know these fears that we carry in God. You know these hurts. You know the disappointment. You knows it all, God. And we give it all to you. Help us to release it all to you. And knowing that you can help us to do the things that we need to do. Help us, dear God, to put our faith and trust in you. Not in man. Not in nobody. Depending on nobody to do what you have told us we can do for ourselves. Help us this morning, God. We need you this morning. And we come in this morning, God, opening up to you, to our fears, 
our doubts, our disbelief. We open it all up to you and asking you to help us to trust you and to obey what you have told us to do. Help us, dear God, because, God, you are our shepherd, and you know and you see, and we just thank you this morning. We praise you this morning, God. We love you this morning, God. And you told us to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all things will be added unto you. And we just said thank you this morning. And we praise you. We love you. We magnify your name. And we give it all to you this morning. And we said thank you. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We magnify your holy name. We give you all the glory. All the glory. All the honor. All the honor. All the praises. And we thank you for hearing us this morning. We thank you, O oh God. As we seek you the more, God, we just say thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. 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 Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Got two things. Happy Fourth of July and uh, Happy New Year. Okay, uh, this is a new year. July the first, we were uh, removed of all restrictions as far as uh, the virus and everything is concerned. So that's a blessing. You know, the Lord is, is, does provide, but we still have to be careful. We we understand that. Hopefully, everyone does. If you're not fully inoculated, or if you haven't been, please, please pray about that, let God lead you in the right direction. Um, anyway, 4th of July, what a great thing, you know, I um, had the opportunity uh, just uh, the other evening uh, to venture out on the bay and look up in the sky and watch all the beautiful fireworks and hear the music and the people shouting and having a good time again. And that was great. But, uh, you know, it, uh, it brought me back to earth uh, somewhat, too. You know, it, it's nice to celebrate, but, you know, we should uh, celebrate things on a daily basis. You know, we should celebrate God's love. We should celebrate God's Son. We should celebrate God's word. You know, all these things are a good uh, cornerstone, a good a good way to live our lives and to strengthen our lives. Uh, you know, I was uh, uh, rejoicing this past uh, again this weekend. My uh, my my son from uh, Iowa and family um, came in and, and were visiting. Continued to do that. But, uh, you know, that, that's a blessing to be able to see them and to, to enjoy them, especially on this holiday weekend. And, and with the uh, restrictions removed, they were able to come and visit. And that hasn't happened, in, obviously, at some time. But uh, you know, it, it's always a blessing to see family members, people that you love. And, you know, we have to cherish them. And we, but most important, we have to lift them up. We have to pray for them. Not not just what we see or what we, but on a daily basis, you know, think about them and lift them up. Lift them up to the Lord. Whatever problems they may be facing, whatever they might be going through, they follow 
uh, God's God's will in their lives, God's God, what God has planned for them, and that they understand that it's what God has planned for them. Um, so we, you know, please keep that in mind, especially, you know, I have a sister-in-law that her birthday is coming up that she was talking about what she wants to do for her birthday. Uh, my prayer is that uh, God will, you know, move her in the right direction and, and have her, uh, uh, I don't want to you know, just get back to where she needs to be. There you go. And, and that's my prayer. And, and these things are always important to do. And, and on the 4th of July, we should really, you know, earnestly just take time. Take time today. Whether it be 30 seconds, that's all we need. And pray. Pray for our country. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our government. Pray for the changes that are coming and, and, and this year, and, and that everything will be right. You know, as I looked up into the sky, I, I was reminded of uh, Colossians, Colossians uh, uh, chapter three, verse uh, verse two, very short. You know, and, and this is this is what we should, you know, it says, set your minds on things above, but on earthly things. Wow. You know, as I look up, as you look up, maybe tonight with the fireworks that are going off, you know, think about who's up there, who's watching us, who's watching over us, and, and what he provides for us, and what we have on this earth. Yeah, it's important, but is it really important? We have to remember that God's what's important. You know, it's great to have things, but things don't get us into heaven, and things that don't give us salvation. We know that God above gives us salvation. God, only God, can do that for us. So as we think about that today and we go through the holiday today, you know, pray about it. Like I said, pray for our nation. Pray for your families. Pray for those that you don't know. You know, I had an opportunity to, uh, a while back uh, to, you know, be a witness to a young man. And, and uh, you know, he, he's uh, earnestly seeking, seeking answers. And, and that's a great thing, you know, and, and it's a God thing because all I did was plant seeds. And now he, he's looking to me and asking me questions and, and not just only me, but some of my Christian friends. And I'm like, wow, that's a God thing because who knew, uh, you know, six months ago how far away he removed from God he was? I don't know. But only God knows. And only God knows that his spirit was working within him. And it just took a rekindling of that fire in his soul. And, and sometimes that's what we all need. We need a rekindling of fire. Just like the fireworks going off in the sky. Sometimes we need a brightness in our own life and brightness in others' lives. So, uh, you know, think about that. Just, just pray about it. And as you watch maybe the fireworks tonight, just each one of those clusters burst in the air. Maybe you pray about someone's soul bursting, bursting into life with new love and uh, new, 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 uh, new beginnings, and new beginnings with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. <laughs> My friends, it is so lovely to get an opportunity to chat with you. You know, I must confess to you, if I may have this moment, because as the months progressed, as we um, 
Well, as we got deeper and deeper into this, this idea of the virtual church, and truthfully, if I can also add this piece of honesty, and I know it sounds like I'm doing all these double entendres here, truthfully, can I be honest with you? Of course you want me to be honest with you. That's what you come here for, honesty. I really did not pay much attention to how we should structure this. We start out in the beginning, we tried some things, and then we didn't really follow them through. And part of that was because we didn't know if those things was working, me, uh, myself, and I being the we. And so we've been juggling through different ideas, trying to figure out what makes sense in this virtual space, because if we're going to take the opportunity and peel back the onion and get down to the allergic and do section, <laughs> let's tell the truth. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on that most, most of us have not paid attention to. This church thing is completely different than it was 15 months ago. I was coming down the street, and please forgive me for those of you who are not or nowhere near where I reside. And I looked at a restaurant, it's a famous restaurant down there called Freemason Street Abbey. Freemason Abbey, I think it's not Freemason Street Abbey, it's on Freemason Street, but it's called Freemason Abbey. Famous restaurant here in town, or should I say, well, I guess famous is good. The point of it is they took this old church building that was on the corner of Freemason and Bush Street, if you want to look that up on the internet, and they converted this old church building into a restaurant. And you came in and you got the, the wonderful pleasure of this establishment, this restaurant in this historic church feel, gothic church feel, you understand? But the pandemic hit. Now, uh, we realize this restaurant in particular that, hey, this building is not what it's all about. Because for 15 months, we had the pleasure of this beautiful structure and people can come in and look up at our beautiful chandeliers and how we have the tables all whatever that was eliminated we and you know what when we had to go to outdoor dining we didn't have the capacity to do that so you know what they did now they built a little patio on the side of that building they learned a valuable lesson from the pandemic. Why am I saying this to you? The church, or church as we know it, is still learning lessons. The pandemic has taught a lot. It has exposed same. And so with that being said, things like this, which was once taboo, that, let me tell you something, you know. I don't even have to sit here and try to articulate this. We can just get down to the gritty gritty, the nitty nitty. You know, right? You listen to a podcast and talk about that's your church service. No, 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 homie. Come on now. That's not church. You need to get up and go down to a building 
Well, for 15 months, we live, we realized that we was all living in sin, weren't we? Or were we really? Was it just that the structure that we had become accustomed to down at the church was totally flawed? Because if God was this person who believed that the only way that you can have salvation was through church, well, now <laughs> he just lied on himself. He just changed his own rules. Or did he really change his own rules? That's the question. So all that being said, we have to now look. I have to look. Everybody who puts on a robe has to look at what church looks like moving forward. And so I ask you to join me on this journey. Just over here on Sundays and Wednesdays, we may do some other things down the road. But what I have learned is that church is about connecting people together around a central purpose to inspire, to inform, and most importantly, to invoke their right to A, their faith, to B, their activist spirit. You say, what does that mean? That means that you have the ability and the power to do whatever is in you to do, but we have to have that invoked because it's been tamed for so long. And that's what we're doing around these parts. So I ask you to do something. First of all, thank you on behalf of the platform on which you have chosen to listen. That is completely awesome sauce. And if you can't make certain that you've done whatever your platform requires to ensure that you get these pieces, this piece of business each and every time it's entered into the internet world. And then secondly, can you slide into someone's DM, send them a text message, Facebook them, tweet them, Snapchat them, Instagram them. I can't think, I don't want to sit here and try to think of all the other ways you could get them, medium it. Vocal dot, no, vocal dot media is not going to let you put anything like church. I shut up, I shut up, said that. Whatever you got to use to let folks know that we's in here. We's out here in these virtual streets. Would you do that for me? That would completely make not just my life awesome sauce, but everybody around, everybody around's life completely awesome sauce. I'm going to ask you to do something for me because I don't want you to take away. I would like for you to think about this first step. After you've done all the other stuff, you've probably done that while you're listening to me because it's easy to just click and, you know, send it over there and make sure you're, you're connected. That's part's easy. But now, that share part, whose DMs are you going to slide into? Who are you going to text? Who are you going to Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, so forth and so on? Would you think about that? Think about that person that you know. Five people. Can you think about those five people that you know would just uh, for this right now? That, that would definitely benefit like you have. Would you send it to them? I'm going to get back over here. Let Mama Bell hit the keys. Why you think? All right. Why you get why you get it together? I'm going to go over here and let her handle her business on that piano. And hopefully you can think, meditate, and even take the extra step to let them folks know what's out here in these virtual streets. Awesome sauce, awesome sauce. All right, let's get, let's get back to business.
Mama Bell? Present. <laughs> You're so crazy. This is folly. No, no, you know. Chapter 15. chapter 15 verse 3 through 7 for many years Israel has been without the true God without a teaching priest without instruction but when they turned to the Lord God of Israel in their distress and sought him he was found by them in those times there was no peace 
for those who went about their daily activities because the residents of the land had many conflicts. Nations was crushed by nations and cities by city, but God troubled them with every possible distress. But as for you, be strong. Don't give up for your work has reward. May I read that one more time just to make sure I got it? For many years, Israel has been without the true God. You can put your city there, your house, your church, your workplace, without teaching priests and without instruction. But when they turned to the Lord, God of Israel, in their distress and sought him, he was found by them. In those times, there was no peace for those who went about their daily activities because the residents of the land had many conflicts. Nations was crushed by nations city by city for God troubled them with every possible distress but as for you be strong don't give up for your work has reward if I can focus for a few moments of your time from the thought uneducated and unfree uneducated and unfree kind father we appreciate the opportunity to express ourselves in such a way and now we ask that as we sit as your spiritual jurors that you will allow us the opportunity to hear faith comes by hearing may we hear and when this is concluded when this has concluded that we will without shadow of doubt understand truly what it is you are saying to us and all those in agreement with that prayer responded with a howdy amen Amen. Amen. The Second Continental Congress was a meeting of delegates from the 13 colonies in America that united in the American Revolutionary War. It convened on May the 10th, 1775, with representatives from 12 of the colonies in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, the city. This was shortly after the First Continental Congress was met in the same city on September 5, the year before. The Contents of Congress did many things, but one of those things that they did was, A, 
they produce, which is called the Declaration of Cause and Necessity for Taking Up Arms. This was the resolution that started the Revolutionary War. And then the next piece of business that they did was the Declaration of Independence, which calls for, as many of you know, and some of you have been made aware, the complete freedom of what is now known as these states united from Britain. reality is, or the good reality, tomato, tomato, as far as I'm concerned, that document has widely had an effect on all of us. It has been thrown in our faces, if you will. The Declaration of Independence, the Declaration of Independence, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. But has anybody Really, I don't mean taking the time to read the words. We've all done that. But it's amazing. It's fascinating. Maybe someone can uh, agree with me or, or share in my, my thought process here. When you go and you read something, especially when you're reading it from a different mindset. Oh, when you read it in the history class, it was very interesting. At least for me it was. Of course, I read the Declaration of Independence. I recited it in front of the class. Yes, I was a great American. Because you see, there was a little girl sitting over there. And I wanted her to know how American I was. So I read that thing. Ain't bit more care about no Declaration of Independence in all the days of my life. I wanted to declare some other things. If you know what I'm talking about, the church folks can sit down here for a minute. I talk to the people who understand. But then again, how we get all these little church folks if you didn't want to declare the things that I wanted to declare, if you will. When you really sit down and read that document, Think about it. The Declaration of Independence, the Boston Tea Party, tea and taxes. It has been economics all along. The pilgrims came over to this great nation because they wanted to evade the hard tax master that was King George. Declaration of Independence was a declaration that stated that the British could no longer dictate why should we, the Second Continental Congress argued, have a government that controls how we operate when we are not allowed to be a part of it. I bring this up because if there 
was room for a revolutionary war when a group of individuals decided that they were tired of the system dictating how they did without representation. Why can't we have that same thought? When you think about many of our African-American brothers and sisters, and I hate to have to go here all the time, but sadly that's mostly where this conversation lands. A lot of us don't participate. We are frustrated. We are angry. The system doesn't work for us. It has neglected us. It doesn't speak to us in many cases. And, and then if we want to peel back the onion and really get to the allergic and do section, some white folks and Japanese folks and Asian folks and Mexicans that, that pardon my English and ain't working for evil. And yet, we sit. And I'm not telling you to take up arms and go and burn down the Capitol building. We saw how that ended. But what if we looked and took this piece of business, and we said, if all they cared about was their taxes, why can't we raise up armies that get into spots of political influence that can run our cities and our councils and our commissions and our city managers and our city attorneys, our states, our legislators, our representatives, our congressmen, our senators, and yes, even the president. Why can't we decide eighteen point nine percent of the populace is black seventeen point eight percent of the populace is Mexican the others combined makes up twenty five percent of the populace Oh, that sounds like a majority to me. 61%. of this nation is minority, and yet 12% is in power. I must say that again. 61% makes up the minorities of this nation. But only 12% of that 61% is in power. Where is that 61? They're working for the other 59. They're washing his car. They're delivering his packages. And I have no problem. Amazon has got to run. Lord have mercy. I refuse 
I don't care what you tell me about the countries open back up. I ain't going to a store for nobody. Open that app and bring my groceries and sit it on the porch. Glory, hallelujah. Thank God. Bless him. Amen. Those opportunities are wonderful. It allows for us to focus our attention on other things. It can remove some of the stresses from our life. I was in somewhere. I don't remember where it was. First lady was with me, so she can definitely make me know that I'm not crazy. The woman said, I don't have to take my chair into the grocery store no more. Oh, God bless you, Instacart people. I'm not here to cold water. It's a beautiful piece of business. But if that's what we believe our only hope is, We are completely unfree. If all we see is 725 down at the target, we are all unfree. If all we have been taught that the only way to get the job done is to find our way into a school that we can't pay for, we are all Unfree, And because we can't go to the school, now on top of being unfree, we're also uneducated. There was a time when Israel had no priests. Nobody taught them. Nobody told them. I said earlier today when we were talking about the structure of church, how most of us old folks have been around here for so long, we don't really think anything of certain things. I was on Instagram the other day, and I I don't know how, but every now and again, in the discovery section of Instagram, there's a, a section of the app where you can kind of see what's going on, different creators and things, what have you. And I happened to find myself on that page, and I came across a video. There was a service going on at some church. I don't remember where. I don't even know of the people for that matter. It was just two ladies in a robe, and she was winding up her arm, and the lady was sitting there, the other one, it was two preachers, and, and there was one winding up her arm, and the other preacher was laid there as if she was about to go out in the floor. The Pentecostals know what I'm talking about. The lady wound up her arm, and then he, she pushed the woman down in the floor, or the woman got the Holy Ghost tomato, tomato, to me, that's not important. But what I did take importance to is I went down and I read the comments. It was 589 comments, 17,000 views at the time that I'd looked at this video. And out of those 589 comments, and I sat there and I read through a lot of them, not one time did I see anybody 
who wasn't disgusted. Not one time did I see anybody who was praising God. All of them were saying, oh, here comes the next show at the church. The monkeys have come out to play. Glad I haven't been there in 14 months. I forgot this dog and pony show existed. All of these comments that I'm reading, and I'm going, has anybody paid attention to this? And I happened to go over to another video, and they were doing the same thing. The person took off his cap and spit in the cap and threw it at the woman, and she fell out in the flow and straight down the comment section again. It's become a laughing stock, church has for some, a pit of frustration. And I just sit there and I wonder, if you really look at what the folks are saying, and please do not take this as an indictment because you're talking to a person who never looked at the comments before. I don't look at comments on any video for that matter. I go, I see what I want to see, I watch what I want to watch, I enjoy what I want to enjoy, and then I remove myself from the equation. But this one particular time, my eyes fell to the comment section And I said, out of 589 people, nobody found faith. Nobody got closer to the Lord. Nobody found hope. Nobody. How is it nobody? And it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't uh, Jim Jones in his type of situation or, or Donald up there reading two Corinthians. It was church as we know it. But nobody found anything from it. And truth be told, if I had looked at those comments, it would have went right on by me, sadly, or good, whatever. If we estimated it to model to me, I wouldn't have said nothing. Wouldn't even gave it much thought. That's just what happens down in the church, I would have said. Wouldn't have paid attention. You come in, you get a good sermon, you shout for two minutes, and then you go about your business. I came across another video the late, great Bishop G.E. Patterson was teaching. He was talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. And he said, I have a problem. And I had to have a moment of confession in this moment because in his spiritual dissertation, he said, we come to church for the singing Because the music is good and the preacher can holler around about minute 15 to 49. Not about the 30 minutes, 10 to 30 minutes before. It's the five when he's coming in for a landing and the choirs is behind him and the tambourines are flaring and the musicians are hitting them beats as he take a breath. 
But most folks, before that, paid no attention. It was their spiritual high. It was the Christian's country club. Masons go there. The Shriners go there. The other folks go down to Peabody's and Picasso's. Christians go to church. And at the end of the day, there's nothing but the same. My granny in Sunday school class a long time ago, she said, if you took two sheets and put it over their head, you wouldn't tell the difference. It's not an indictment. It's something that most of us never paid attention to because these are the norms that we have just come to accept. I would have never thought about anything if I didn't have to look at it, as I told my brother this morning. If I had to look at that service this morning, I would have never thought about it. Because what I'm used to. And when you think about it, this nation that we live in, tea and taxes, economics. We knew slavery was wrong, but who else is going to make our money? It was always economics. When you look at that, when you think about it, kind of like that old episode of the Jeffersons. You remember around about that time in, in the Jeffersons and Louise and that black woman that married that white man. I can't remember her name at this moment in time. Somebody yell it out. Roxy Roca. There you go. <laughs> She loved that white man. And her and Louise was coming up, and Florence was confused, you remember? Yeah. Florence said, wait a minute. You live here? You live here? And what did she say? When we overcome, and why nobody told me? (laughs) And I thought about that. There's a whole lot of folks who haven't realized we've overcome because nobody told them. That's why a lot of our brothers and sisters are still down at Walmart because nobody told them. That's why they don't participate in the system like we should because nobody told us. Nobody told us that we had access. Nobody told us that we had a right. Nobody told us that we, the people, means you are a person, and therefore you are included. Nobody told us. See, you can tell me where the framers didn't mean that. Well, then they were stupid. 
Dummy, you the one put we the people in there. If you didn't mean a black man, you shouldn't have said it. You didn't say we the people exclude Negroes. So therefore, by default, by loophole, I've been included. I don't care how I get included as long as I'm included. Sometimes you got to get down a loophole. I was thinking yesterday as I was sitting here and doing my thing and, you know, life these days, you kind of take an idea and you just kind of muzzle over it and just throw whatever you can throw at it. And I had me a burger yesterday or sometime. I don't remember, but I thought about it yesterday is what I'm trying to get to. And I think about how I make these big, gigantic burgers. Oh, they are big and juicy. And the burgers are so big that they are, the traditional hamburger bun cannot hold them. So what I do is I go and get the loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. And I go and get the loaf of bread, and I put the burger in the middle of the two slices of loaf of bread, and then I smush it down. And then what I do is I go and I get a knife, and I cut around the edges because for some reason the excessive bread just annoys me. And I cut all the way around that bread until I have gotten the sandwich in concert with the meat, and now everything is has a place, there's no access, and then I enjoy my burger. And I thought about it one day because when I cut around the edges, you see, I threw that down to the dog, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Whether you are Mexican or Indian or Italian or Jew, or, we were the dogs. And to some degree, a lot of us are still living in that mindset that we are the dogs. But you see, the fun thing about that dog is that dog learned how to take crumbs and make a meal. Oh, I thought about it. My uncle likes to do puzzles. And he brings these puzzles. We got puzzles sitting upstairs now, and he comes in and he sits down and does them. And and I and I watch his strategy. He's got a method, you see, to his madness. When he when he pulls a puzzle together, what he does first is he gets the border. Once he gets that border, all he's got to do next is fill in the pieces. And I say that because I watched the dog as the bread fell, and one day it fell whole. What I mean is I cut the pieces off the end, and I dropped it down the floor, and somehow it landed in a perfect, like the bread was down there. It was just this big hole. The border was there. And you know what happened? Every time I would drop something down there, the dog left it because she didn't care about that bread until the meat got there. And so the dog left it, and 
present, as my granny would say, that bread filled up, and next thing you know, it was almost as if she had her own slice. She didn't get angry. She sat there, and she waited until she had her own slice of bread. I know you can't go to college. You don't have the money. I know you can't get a good job right now. You don't have the resources. But what if you took the crumbs and put them crumbs together eventually? As they say down at Old Church, eventually you have your own slice of the bread and then, as they say, your soul can look back and wonder. I wondered when I looked at how did that happen? Because the dog waited until she could see what she had. The problem is a lot of us have already had it, but we can't see it because when you eat it and you throw it away as soon as you get it, you never process. I thought about one day, I said, I wish I could see how much money I done gave out in my life. Ain't it scary, pardon my English, ain't it scary to think about how much you done paid out? Some of us is millionaires in somebody else's hands. Because it went out so fast that it was never processed what we had. How many businesses did we keep in in business? Because we threw it out there. I need food. Throw it away. I need clothes. Throw it away. I need jewelry. Throw it away. I need a car. Throw it away. I need a house. Throw it away. And all that has been thrown away and never processed. Like that dog that didn't wait to see what she had. And so I think about today, when we think about this nation, it's not a bad country. Got a lot of problems, it ain't bad. If we ever took the time to teach, We ever took the time to understand exactly what all of these pieces mean. I was sitting down with one of the congressmen, councilwoman, should I say, my friend over there in uh, the east, the west side of town. We had a, a sit down sometime. I don't. Remember. We had one recently, but I recall back to another time we had. And I was also in uh, in that conversation, kind of referring to other ones that I've had. The, the point of all this is everybody came together, and they all were saying the same thing without really knowing that they had said it. They were all frustrated because there's some things going on around here. There's an election coming up here in a minute, and that's one thing that I think that 
everyone should pay attention to, especially if you are in the seventh ward. I really would appreciate if you would. I'm not going to get into it here, but we will definitely get there down the road, down yonder, as I like to say. But the one thing that came up in that conversation from all of those persons at different times and different places, neither of them ever knew that they had spoken to the other or spoken to me about that situation, should I say. They said, you know what? A lot of things get over in this city because the people, they don't know. They don't care because they don't know how. Nobody really thought about it. I sat there and I said, there's a lot of things that Eric Barrett can get done because Eric Barrett had to push. Who got time to be frustrated like that all your life? To fight City Hall. My hair is turning gray. Are y'all praying for me? I know for some of you that's not a problem, but for me that's a crisis. I can't keep my hair cut fast enough. My beautiful black stringy hair that curls when it comes out so crisp is turning gray. I'm tired. And fought and been kicked until I'm tired. Everybody don't feel like doing this. You don't feel like being beaten up all the time and getting down and they flush you out because they realize that if they just outweigh you, they can get rid of you. We haven't been taught how to play. There was a people for many years. It says in that verse, if you go back to it, for many years Israel has been without the true God. Why? Because they weren't taught. They didn't have proper instruction. It's right there. How can you beat somebody who's never been taught. Philip found that man on the, the road, the Ethiopian eunuch, you remember? Do you know what you're reading, Philip said? How can I read when nobody's taught? That's why I believe in the importance of what we do around here. Fifteen months we sat on this line on Sunday mornings. And I'm just going to make a point to you, not out of frustration or anger. Please just understand and take this for a moment of thought. Fifteen months we sat on this line, and you can count on one hand how many times I said something to you about a penny. Find me a preacher that's going to go that long and not try to get in your wallet. I dare, I wait. Find me one 
that's going to go all over the city and bring you the things that you have required, get you the services that you need, and not bring and ask you. There are 15 months. Where them preachers you know? Where they been at? They came to see you when it was time to collect your dues. They didn't come to see you when you needed help. Every man for himself and God for us all. And now we ask the question. The pandemic just happened to me. You know, I'm going to say this on this private line while nobody's listening. If it wasn't for the fact that 600-some thousand people lost their lives, I might actually appreciate this pandemic. You know why? Because it taught some things. It exposed some problems. It showed us how much we weren't paying attention down yonder. Folks went to City Hall, and it felt like if all you did was came to us, we might talk to you, but we're not coming to you. The church folks said, if you come to us, we'll think about it, but we ain't going to come to you. Now one of them took into consideration, maybe I need to go find out what's wrong with these people. Maybe I need to go see if they understand what's going on. No, they did not. I know. For 30-some-odd years, I was down at that church, and I know we didn't go out there and see what was wrong with the folks. Grandmama did, and I went out of protest, but quite frankly, if you ask me, we didn't pay much attention. And bless Grandmama and all the other fine folks' heart that went out there, they went out there with half the information. We didn't know why those people was out there on those streets. We didn't know anything about mental health. We didn't know anything about PTSD. We just learned about shell shock two days ago. We didn't have a teacher. And we didn't have instruction. So this Independence Day, as we come to the end of our time to celebrate, you're going to kick your legs up tomorrow and eat your hot dogs and your hamburgers and sip on your leaves. Not too much now. Paul said, don't lose your mind. It's all right to drink, just don't lose your mind. But would you consider... What is your contribution to freedom? Your contribution to this this idea. Many nations are formed on the idea. Not one is formed on the idea. They're formed on other things, these nations. But the American experiment is an ever-evolving idea. What do I mean by an idea? It can be changed. This nation is easier to change than others, and yet it's so hard because it's an idea that if everyone is educated enough to understand, 
I listen to marketers talking. Booth is going to come pray for us in a minute. Please, thank you. He may take over our 8 o'clock time. I do apologize if I don't do it first. But I listen to economists talk, and they said, when you look at the, the dollar, penny for penny, pound for pound, there's no one that can match these states united. That's not hype and circumstance. That's just basic economics. Now, why it is is, is is a subject that we can definitely talk about. Y'all can talk about it. I don't really feel to get into that debate, how America found a way to get its tentacles in every nation in the world and strip them of, of a piece of their economies. That's their business. You running for office, please feel free to dive into that subject matter. But nonetheless, there's not a nation on planet Earth that doesn't need this one in some way. Not one. That's not hype, that's fact. They may not need us morally. They may not need us econ- uh, uh, socially. They may not even need us creatively. But there's not a nation that at least one dollar from this country doesn't funnel through it. And yet, with that much power over the whole world, 61% still doesn't know what they're capable of. Would you pray for that today? Would you pray for yourself? May I find my passion. May I find my purpose. May I find my mission statement. Would you pray for that? Maybe some of you are running for office. You need to consider that. You need to join people who are running for office. Maybe that's your purpose. Maybe grandma and grandma and aunt and uncle out there, maybe your mission is to teach us young folks how to get the job done. I know you think we don't care. Some of us do. We've just never been told how to yet. But I believe the water is good now. I believe we're free now. And I believe just like Florence Jefferson, we just met Louise. And that other lady... Some of us can recognize that we have overcome. I've seen the lightning flash and I've heard the thunder roll. I felt ten breakers dashing trying to conquer my soul. But you know the true voice of freedom when you realize that I heard the voice of my Savior, he bids me still fight on. He promised. That's where it starts. But that promise that I am somebody because he's got plans. Before my mom and daddy, he had plans, and he promised never to leave me. No, never alone. Bishop. Most gracious, wise father, we reset 
as we listen to your voice this morning, as you use the man of God to bring forth your word. You shared to us in your word that how can we hear without a preacher and how can he preach unless lest he be sent. We thank you for the sent man of God that has come and he has given us your word. We take inventory now. We allow you, the auditors from heaven to evaluate and look at our hearts and find exactly where we are, not where we want to portray and allow men to see where we are or where we actually are. You know where we are. You know whether we are saved or not. You know whether we believe you or not. You know whether we trust you or not. And Father, we come this morning and we stand at this point saying, Lord, here we are. The world of these United States of America is declaring independence. But first virtual is declaring dependence. Dependence upon you. Dependence upon your glory, your anointing, and your voice and your leaders leading to direct us to the place where we need to be. You didn't give us a voice to be quiet. You didn't give us an ear to close them up. You didn't give us a voice to keep silent. You didn't give us the eyes to be blind. Thank you, Lord, for the tools that you have given us and the understanding that you have given us. That we may be all that you have called us to be. And we pray this, Lord God, I pray for those who are here. I pray, God, that you will bless them. I pray for every need that is lingering there that has not been spoken this morning. There are some miracles that need to happen. God, you're a miracle worker. And as we go through this week, Lord God, we will see the demonstration of your power as it being manifest in our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a good week.